Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for WordPress plugins A to Z, not Z. Hmm. A Canadian Thanksgiving for WordPress plugins. It's episode 531, and we have plugins for domain aliasing, landing pages, tabby tabs, popping up cookies, random pop ups, boxzilling. And classic press options all coming up on WordPress plugins from A to Z. WordPress. It's the most popular content management and website solution on the internet. And with over 80,000 plugins to choose from, how do you separate the junk from the gems? Join us for a weekly, unrehearsed conversation about the latest and greatest in WordPress plugins. This is WordPress Plugins from A to Z. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you happen to be hiding out there on the globe today. Coming to you direct from the Brewery Overlook in beautiful Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. I'm John Overall, and with me is the ever-lovely... Amber Overall. And we have a great show for you today. It is an all-new season, and just a quick shout-out to all the Canadians out there. Enjoy your Thanksgiving weekend, which is coming up next week. We will have a show after that, but not before. So, at any rate, this is a shout-out for the Thanksgiving coming up next Monday. So enjoy your Thanksgiving meal and have yourself a grand old time. Also remember, this is a value-for-value value show. Please, folks, give some value back, whatever you feel this show is worth, and we greatly appreciate everything. With that being said... Please, can everybody be quiet? Oh, wrong button. Thank you for sharing, John. Now get down from that soapbox. This is number 38 of 52 episodes for 2021. The weather is cooler, and I know that I am already finding myself in the kitchen way more. I mean, it's partially to help heat the house, but it's also because it's just that time of year. There's this really awesome pumpkin recipe I saw. I saw it years ago, but what you do is you essentially you scoop out the pumpkin bits, and then you put all the ingredients for a soup into the pumpkin, and then you bake the pumpkin. I haven't been able to find the recipe again, so I can actually try it. One day I'll get to it, though, you know. It's that time of year where we spend more time in the kitchen. And my, my recommendation is that for everyone who's finding themselves more in the kitchen, if you got kids, drag the kids in there with you. I find that some of the best conversations I have with the kids are while I'm cooking. Maybe it's because I'm stuck there and they can keep talking. Not sure. But <laughs> either way, some of the best conversations I've ever had with the kids is while I'm cooking. And if you make sure that there's only like commercial free music in the background or even start singing your own music together, you'll find that there's some really good connections. That time of year as well with Thanksgiving coming up. That is my recommendation, to spend a bit more time with your family, get the media out of your life for at least a couple hours a day. It really does help. Rinse and repeat as often as needed. Absolutely. Now it's time. Please, can everybody be quiet? Please be quiet. Shut up! Thank you. And now the WordPress news with John Overall. And Amber. All right. I actually brought news this week myself. Just to make it entertaining for once. <laughs> Got an article here. Nine effective tips to shut down spam in your WordPress for good. Well, I think they're delusional about the for good part. But yeah. it will definitely shut down the spam, cu uh, cut off a bunch of it, and slow it to a crawl, if nothing else. And hey, it may go away. You never know. You know. And 
they gave a good article here about why WordPress hit spam and then some th tips on how to do it. And a lot of these are basic tips that should be done, such as moderating comments or basically shut off your entire comments if you don't use them. You know, um, go in here, require email or registration if someone's going to use a comment. Disable the URLs in comments so that people can't put URLs into your comments. Uh, update your block list for comments. Install an anti-spam plugin like anti-spam B, which is way better than that other one that comes with WordPress. Use CAPTCHAs for people, and then you try third-party comments. Well, if you're using comments, you never want to use third-party data. You know, Facebook proved that this week, that if you're dependent on a third-party service, it might just disappear on you, even if it is only for five or six hours. But still, you have no control over that stuff. Always control your data. <clears throat> Secure up your WordPress forms, whatever form plugin you're using. Make sure it sets up with a honeypot or a, a CAPTCHA or something else. <coughs> and then, as I mentioned, disable comments. So, really good article. One that can help you get rid of uh, your spam issues and other problems in WordPress. So, go check this article out and uh, help eliminate those spam comments and spam uh, emails coming from your WordPress website. That does sound useful. Uh, the next one is Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp all went down on Monday. It went down for about six hours. Yeah, so rather. Yeah, well, it got me thinking about these large companies that are going down. At this point, I would almost say they're going down regularly because this isn't the first, second, or third time. This is like the fourth or fifth time this year mm -hmm. that something large has gone down. I don't know if it's because they're being attacked more or what's going on. But it got me thinking about the clouds that people use. So I know that a lot of businesses and a lot of companies like to use clouds because, you know, it's, it's easier. It's easier to store it on there. It's easier to have it. But if you have a cloud, I think that the best option would be to make sure you have your own copy on a hard drive of all the information that you need to have access to 24-7. So every time that things are loaded up into the cloud, make sure that you have new information on whatever hard drive somewhere where you can access it whenever you need it because as is being proven you're not always going to have access to the information that you need if they go down absolutely so that's what that that's what that whole experience really got me thinking about oh yeah well that's something i've i've been preaching since i first hit the internet uh you know 15 20 years ago is that always control your own data Mm -hmm. control it yourself um, always have local copies like I use Dropbox but I have a hard drive that's dedicated to my Dropbox stuff so that I always have a local copy of everything that's in my Dropbox and then of course for a while there I had a couple of different computers at different locations and they were syncing my Dropbox entirely so I had my Dropbox synced to two different computers in two different zones which is what you need to do I mean the cloud is a useful thing but too many people put everything there and don't keep it locally. What do I need to keep it locally for? It's in the cloud. Well, you do know the cloud is just somebody else's computer. Yeah. Uh, next one I have is the six-hour outage of Facebook has rekindled a push for free and open web. Yay this for that. Is, at least the, at yeah. least it accomplished something. This is a call for updates and information to be shared through email and on the web rather than on Facebook and other social media platforms. That is hmm. another aspect that I hadn't even thought about when this happened. Yep. 
a lot of places, a lot of companies have been doing the updates only on Facebook or mm. only on Twitter. And that's like the only way you can get a hold of them. I know mm. that there's a there's a blogger that I follow. She she's really cool, very funny, but the only way you can contact her is through one of these social medias. The only way that you can keep up with her updates is through one of these social medias. Mm. So, I mean, she does send out a weekly or a, a monthly newsletter, but a monthly newsletter isn't enough to really keep people updated unless the person is willing to go to the social media platforms to keep up properly updated, mm. right? So... That is another aspect that people should probably think about if they spend a lot of time updating the social medias rather than any other way, like emails or on the website. You might want to think about that, rethink that process. Yep, absolutely. Next one up here is Gutenberg 11.6 improves the global, global styles UI, adds child theme support. So having a new child theme support is on, on typography options, cropping, and a toolbar button for converting old gallery blocks to the new format. That's going to be very useful for people who use Gutenberg. There's a bunch of other enhancements and bugs that have been fixed in this new update as well. Running smoother and easier to use. Another thing that Gutenberg has done is it's brought in new API for locking block. So what that means is that when defining a block, developers can now use the lock attribute to designate whether a block can be moved or removed. I can see this being very useful. I can also see it being a pain in the butt. So like if there's more than one person working on it, and then the other per one person has locked it, the other person has to remove it, I could see that being an issue, but if there's only one person working on it, then it's no problem at all. Make sure that <clears> nothing gets wrecked after you've done a lot of work on it by accident. Uh, the next one I have up here is, before upgrading to Windows 11, read this. This is important information, such as whether or not your computer will even be able to handle the upgrade. Most computers don't actually meet the system requirements. There are also a few other things that are covered in this article that are important to know, like what the update does, what the issues are. This one only covers the mild issues, though. So, oh. Well, it's an, it's an odd number uh, operating system from Windows, so it's got to suck wind. <laughs> I mean, throughout their history, every odd, every, every, other, every other operating OS they released sucked wind, so... I haven't heard many good things about this one. Yep. Uh, the that's, next one that's, why they, on that's why they skipped nine entirely and went to ten. <laughs> <laughs> well, the next one I have on here is still about Windows 11. And they have a memory leak in Windows 11's uh, file explorer. Oh. So it's essentially holding users' RAM hostage. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Oh, good for so, Windows. They are having issues closing up the memory leaks. It's yeah, definitely uh, something to be aware of if you are considering upgrading because they are working on it, but they're having issues. Yeah, I wouldn't consider upgrading. The Windows 10 operates okay. I hate the fact that they cram shit down my throat, but yeah, they wouldn't. They wouldn't support Windows. Actually, no, Windows 7 was great. I forget they actually did a really good job on Windows 7. 
Yeah, I liked Windows 7. You know, and uh, my favorite, though, was, was 6. 6 was definitely my favorite. It was the best one ever. They should have just improved that one. But no, they couldn't do that. They had to improve everyone's customer experience. All right. Well, you've got some extra stuff here. What's that all about? Uh, the first couple of ones were sent in by a listener. First one that was sent in was why you should delete Google Chrome. So this article goes to the fact that Google Chrome has been putting 2.6 billion users at risk of surveillance, manipulation, and abuse by allowing sites to see whether or not the person on their site while on a mobile is active or not. And there's been all kinds of experts, professionals who are saying, no, do this. This is a bad idea. Very easily abused. But, you know, Google Chrome doesn't care. And they have gone through with this. So on, on sites that opt in for this option, they can tell whether or not you are currently using your phone when you are on their site. Cool. Which is, it's, it's, yeah. It's all about Google's tracking anyway. So it has nothing to do with all the other people. Google does it for their own tracking. It just happens to be available for the other people if they figure out how to do it. Yes, but having that capability in there is not a great idea because it is just right for abuse. Yep. The next one that was sent in by a listener is Google confirms Chrome's 12th and 13th zero-day hacks in 2021. Hmm. Wow. So Chrome users beware. The attacks on Chrome have been intensifying all year, and now two more critical hacks have come to pass. Yeah. If well, you want to learn more about it, go and read the article. Absolutely. And then we've got some other things like, uh, oh, this one might actually be interesting. It's the Wayback Machine predicts a grim future with its Way Forward Machine. What? <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting concept. Um, essentially, what you do is you go to the Wayback Machine, mm -hmm. and then they have an option where you can click Way Forward Machine, and you put in any site that you want to see the future of. Hmm. And I put in Netflix.com. And I wound up having a bunch of pop-ups blocking my win because the information could not be guaranteed. And that is the feature that they foresee for Netflix.com. Cool. Well, so it's a bit grim, but very it's a nice dystopian future ahead of us. But at any rate, <laughs> so there's a whole bunch of other articles there for everyone to go check out and yeah. uh, find out the, the lowdown. So we've got lots of great news for everyone. All right, let's move along here to our recognition of all the people who support this show. It's time to donate to WP. Plugins A to Z. Alrighty. Well, this is where we like to recognize everyone for their time, talent, or treasure that support this show. We like to start out by talking about the art for the show and recognizing the artists and the artwork for today's show. And the artwork here today comes from Greg's Graphics, who has been very prolific and providing us with a great amount of art. Thanks a lot, Greg. We greatly appreciate your support of the show. If you want to check out the artwork, there's a link in the show notes take you directly to the artwork to check it all out. This week's artwork is a really cool Skeletor, skeleton in a WordPress room. That, there you go. There's the future of WordPress. Skeleton sitting in front of a couple of burning pumpkins. Actually, I kind of like the layout of that one, man. It's, it is really cool. It's a bit, it's a bit of, it's a bit, it's a bit dark, but hey, I like that. You know, 
even a jaw from the skeleton is kind of hanging all oddball on it so it's all really kind of cool so anyway great piece of art great piece of halloween art we could use a few more pieces of halloween art folks you know we got a whole month of halloween support here or so uh, um not support halloween um oh, what's where i'm looking for yeah, anyway, it's a whole month Halloween of Halloween. Celebration. There you go. Because Halloween is the best time of year. There you go. Lots of celebrations <laughs> for Halloween. So we got a great piece of art, and thanks a lot to Greg and all the artists who have supported us in the past with their artwork. Hey, we could use some really great more artwork. And this artwork gets showcased every time we put out a new episode. The artwork is changed so that anyone that follows us and downloads our show every week, they get a new piece of artwork in their, in their uh, player showcasing what the art is uh, every week. So thanks a lot to all the artists. We also like to recognize the producers of the show that supply us with treasure. There's a few of you out there. We do have an executive producer spot where you get an executive producer credit for supporting the show. And that's for a donation of 50 bucks or more. And you also get your note read out, links in the show notes, all kinds of cool stuff here. It's a great way if you're advertising for your business. It's a great way to get an ad in for 50 bucks. Hey, you can call it an ad. We'll take a donation. All the same. We got no executive producers, but we do have the other producers, the anonymous ones that come in below 50 bucks. And thank you very much. There's a few of you out there. It's nice to see the once a month donations come in from them or the occasional weekly donation. They're just a few bucks here and there. Nothing you know significant, but hey, every little bit helps. Thank you very much. We greatly appreciate that. And then we got those that support us with their time by doing things for the show, such as helping out with the art gallery or with our contest and et cetera. And we'll discuss a little more of those about later. If you want to support the show, just go to WPPluginsAtoZ.com slash donate to support the show. And lots of information is available there on the donation page where you can go do all the supports. At any rate, let's move along to what everybody comes to the show for. All right, this is where we cover up the plugins and we talk about classic press options when we have them. This week, nothing new on the classic press front for us, but I'm sure they're doing something behind the scenes. They're moving along. I saw some snippets, some discussions in their forums, which I didn't think were newsworthy for us, but it does show that they're doing some things there. So if you want to find out more about classic press, just go to classicpress.net and check out what they have. Okay, as far as WordPress plugins go, well, I do have some for you today along with Amber's got a few. First one I've got for you here is called Tabby Responsive Tabs. And this is a really interesting little plugin. Now, tabs are something that are used. They come built into some themes. You add some information, you get these little tab displays. All kinds of great uses for this plugin. The nice one about this plugin is you don't need anything special for it. You just go in, you need a tabs, you need some tabs on a page, you know, to separate out some content, make it easier for your users to navigate the content. You build this out with short codes. You just enter the short codes in, put your information in between all the short codes. You can create one, two, three, five, ten, twenty tabs if you want. You can also determine which tab opens up first, depending on how you write the short code. It's a really useful tool. Uh, I find it useful on one of my client sites that we use it. See, this is what you end up with. You end up with your tabs and just something that is a very useful thing to help you out and get everything built out for your website or one that you're building for your clients. 
You need tabs? Go check this one out. It's called Tabby Tabs, or it's called Tabby Responsive Tabs, and I give it a 5 Dragon rating. The pictures of the kittens definitely helps. Oh, uh, yeah. There's, <laughs> no, there's, not, no, there's never enough cats on the internet. No. So the first one I've got up here is Boxzilla. So I've been looking for a pop-up maker that has the option for a Google map, and I came across this one. It reminds me of the pop-ups you would have gotten in the 90s. Very simple, basic border, typical color options, and it's totally free. You can put any short code in there to present. This works even for game plugins that you have short code for too. I, I was able to put in um, the snake game that I that I still have on my on my playground site. And it still showed up in the pop-up. Can't cool. play it, but it showed up. If you have con uh, you have control over how long it sticks around, whether or not it comes back, where on your site it pops up, if it shows up automatically again or not, what triggers it. There's lots of things that you have control over with this. It's very easy to use and to get going, and it's very simple. It's an awesome plugin, totally free. I give it a five dragon rating. Check it out. Okay, the next one I have for you is called Landing Page for WooCommerce Categories and Tags. Now, this program here, or pop-up here is a way to get more content into your categories and tags. It allows you to add rich text to your WooCommerce category and tag pages. It helps improve your keyword SEO, et cetera, et cetera. It's a really useful tool to just add a little bit more stuff. You add the description at the top or the bottom of the category page or at the top or the bottom of the, uh, of the tag pages so that when people are searching and some stores set up their website so people click on sections, it lands on the category page so they can see the stuff. Very useful way to help it all out. And this gives you a little bit more information you can pass out to your site visitors, customers, and clients. Useful little tool, something to help improve SEO on your site, etc. Go check it out. I give it a 4 Dragon rating, and it is the landing page for WooCommerce categories and tags. That does sound really useful. Uh, next one I have is Pop-Up by Sub Subsistic. I've been having trouble saying that word. Subsistic. 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 <laughs> So if you're looking for a pop-up to help gain subscribers, and this is absolutely the one, the free version gives you a lot of templates, including map ones. Very easy to use, and it looks great. I like the control they give you, and uh, like they give you how many times it pops up, where it shows up, whether or not it shows up for first-time users or just shows up for everyone. I thought that was a neat option. And um, it, it's, just a, it's very useful gives you an option for how many days before it shows up again too. Um, it is definitely useful for getting more subscribers, but the way it has been made, that is kind of the only option that it's good for. Their pro ratings are reasonable. Definitely worth looking into if you are in need of a subscription pop-up. I rate this at four dragons. Cool. Go check that one out, folks. All right. The last one I've got here for you is called Landing Pages and Domain Aliases for WordPress. 
Now, this one here is useful if you're one of these people like me who have multiple domains for a primary domain. You want to be able to direct those domains to somewhere else on your site besides the home page or creating a redirect in cPanel, something you might want to change from time to time. Well, what this one does for you is once you have it installed, it allows you to go in there. You've got to configure the domains through your cPanel as usual, just caveat there. So it is a bit of work on that aspect. But you go into the settings for this plugin, you choose, you, you choose the domain that's coming in, and then you determine what page it's going to go land on for that domain. Like if you've got one like I have several different cooking domains, and I'm going to be pointing them to different recipes over at the Rogue's Tavern. So when people find those domains or accidentally trip across them, they end up on a specific recipe I'm looking for. Or if I want to redirect them, say, go, go visit the trendy, or go visit trendychef.com. You know, maybe I've got a recipe that's kind of in the trendy area. They hit trendychef.com and they go poof, they end up strictly right on the page I want them to do. So it is a very useful tool and it does help you do that without the headaches of going through your cPanel to get it all done. Really great plugin, seems to work okay. Go check it out. It's called Landing Pages and Domain Aliases for WordPress, and I give it a five dragon rating. That's a really good idea. Hmm. Well, there've been lots of them over the years, but many of them have vanished or just didn't work very well. This one seems to work uh, okay. The last one I've got is WP Odal pop-up with cookie integration. So. Uh, this is actually a pretty basic one, and it is only capable of linking to your home page. You can put it in you can put in whatever you like, though you can't link in, link it to any other page except your home page, which apparently I repeated that. Sorry. Uh, it gives you basic control over the settings, totally free. And if this is all you're needing, it's pretty good. So you know, nothing to sneeze at. Simple, easy to use. It's not something to grab up if you are needing to link it to a particular page or if you're wanting to add in contact information or anything like that. It, it, is, it is what it is. Very simple, easy to use. Uh, I give it a three dragon rating, kind of middle of the road. All righty. Well, go check that one out, folks. Okay. Well, this is where we cover up all kinds of other things. We're just going to skip. We're going to go straight to our contest. Contest. We do not have an active contest right now, but we do have a winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner for the Codexer Deposits for WooCommerce Single Domain Lifetime License. The winner is Jess S. Check your email for all the details on how to claim the prize, Jess. We greatly appreciate everyone who entered the contest and showed up. Man, we're going to put it on hiatus, and I'm kind of thinking that we might bring back a contest a little sooner than expected because I'm thinking I might be giving away a one-year hosting package at uh, johnoverall.com. So that may be coming down the pike. Something I've cool. just kind of toying with at the moment. You know, we'll give away an entire year's worth of hosting with johnoverall.com hosting, which is some really great hosting. I do have space to add at least one more user, so hey, might be something worthwhile. So at any rate, thanks a lot. Look, keep, keep listening to the show. Look for our newsletters when they come out, and uh, we'll notify you of when a new contest is coming down the pike. 
All right, we gotta cover up a few things before we go into the Q&A segment with Amber. First thing I wanna cover up is the plugins we covered on this episode. I had landing pages and domain aliases for WordPress, which I gave a five. The landing page for WooCommerce categories and tags, which I gave a four. And the tabby responsive tabs, which I gave a five. And I covered Boxilla, which I gave a five. So, um, Pop-up by Subsistic, which I rated it for. And WP Modal pop-up with cookie integration, which I rated at three. Very good. So it might be we'll go like, sup, Cystic. <laughs> that was bad, I know. <laughs> I just, it was just begging for it, though. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, we don't have meetups or anything else planned. Hey, for those of you who know developers or are a developer, you want to be on an interview show, I haven't done an interview show in quite some time, just simply connect with me over at wpplugins.com slash interview. And remember, folks, if you got in, if you got suggestions for plugins you want to see reviewed, yeah, go submit them at the at the submit plugin for a review on this show. All right, it is time. Now remember this part here we're coming into. It's split into two pieces for those of you listening to the podcast download on whatever app you're use, you're used to listening to it on. Um, second half of the uh, Q and A segment is only available over at the YouTube channel, so you got to wander on over there to hear the second half of it. Just scroll to near the end of the show. You'll find it. Alrighty, let's wander on into that. It's question and answer time. And Amber. So if anyone out there has any questions that they'd like to have asked on the show, send them in to me at amber at wppro.ca. We'll get them up here and answer to the best of our ability. Absolutely. My first question is, how does a VPN work? Um... Um, well, how it works to my knowledge, and I sort of used them in the past, a VPN, virtual private network, everyone uses them now, VPN connections to get around the geofencing of the globe. And the reason for the geofencing is IP addresses, when they were assigned out to the world, they were assigned out in big giant blocks to different countries. And then those countries got to determine who got them, people bought them, people own blocks of IPs. IPs change countries from time to time, though, because somebody has a block they don't need, they sell it to somebody in another country, so that IPs change that. So what a VPN does is your computer has an IP address, or your router, if you're in a home and you're on a router system, which virtually everyone is now because there's multiple devices and there's not enough IP addresses to go around. So that main IP address that connects you to the internet is how you are known on the internet. And so what happens when you go out to the world, your IP address, say you live in, let's take Victoria. You live in Victoria, you go from Victoria to somewhere, everyone knows, oh, you're from Victoria. Okay, you're in Canada. Well, you can't go to the US Netflix in, uh, in Canada, or you can't watch these particular movies because they're blocked in your country. You can't watch these videos because they're blocked in your country. The VPN allows you to connect to somebody else's computer somewhere, and then what happens is it tricks the internet into thinking you have an IP address in, say, uh, Russia, England, uh, Australia, the United States, um, um, Vancouver, any number of other places on the globe. It tricks the internet into saying, hey, you are from here. You're not really from there. 
And basically what happens is all your internet traffic now routes through that other person's computer. So in one hand, it's a good idea, but on the other hand, you really have to trust that that VPN provider is not intercepting your traffic and reading all your traffic and seeing what you're doing. So it comes down to that. You're, you're putting yourself in a trust zone, which is a little bit more trusting. And that's the, that's the commercial aspects of VPNs as they are now. Um, the VPN, the other aspect of it is like I used to have when I had my computer store, I had a network at my computer store and I could log into the VPN setup I had on that network to be able to access my entire store's network. It was like a tunnel through the internet. It was like a, it was like you have the internet and then I built a little tunnel underneath the roadbed to connect only to my network and no one else could see what I was doing between me and my network because it was a secure connection between me and my network. And that's the other aspect of VPNs. So that's pretty much in a nutshell what it is. I know it's more complicated and drawn out than that, but VPNs are basically a way to protect your privacy on the internet. But in protecting that privacy, you're trusting the company that you're getting your VPN address from is not violating your privacy because you have no idea what they're doing at that at the other end. All right. Uh, linked to that, my next question is, does a VPN stop cookies or an algorithm from building for you? Well, it can. Because what happens is that IP address you're using can get assigned to somebody else. You know, if you're not, when you're not using it, it'll be assigned to somebody else. So ah. it'll create a false set of information. Because people using VPNs are still logged into Google. And it's the logging in that allows them to track. They're still logged into their Facebook. And it's that logging in that is tracked. And in those logging in instances for the cookies and other things, cookies are stored on your computer. So if a VPN stops the cookies, you'll have websites that won't work. Uh, take for instance, if you blocked all cookies coming from your WordPress website, just your basic WordPress install without tracking or anything, you'd have a tough time working it because it needs cookies to be able to log into the site properly. Interesting. Because it's got to set a session cookie for one and then it sets other cookies. So cookies are essential parts, but the cookies can be stopped. You can stop them yourself, but they break websites when you stop them. Websites break, they quit functioning because they've come to depend on cookies for doing certain things. As far as the algorithms tracking you, you wanna not be tracked, don't log into any services ever. Because mm -hmm. the moment you log into a service, it's already got your login ID tied with every computer that's out there connected to the internet sends out identification stuff on it, uh, uh, identification info on itself. What browser is being used, what computer uh, software is being used, what uh, sometimes what uh, CPU is being used, what uh, uh, screen size is being used. There's a whole lot of information that your computer just passes out. Well, they gather that information together and they create what's called a unique user ID or a fingerprint ID based upon the configuration of your computer. And that ID is what's passed along. Facebook was using that for the longest time for tracking people who were not logged into Facebook. 
they had these unique IDs. And then what would happen is Facebook would track that unique, they'd create that unique user ID and then follow that unique user ID anytime it appeared on the internet. So it's like tr the algorithm is going to track you no matter what you do. The only way to stop tracking is to not use the internet. I've only got one more question. All right, we'll read that question out. We'll uh, break the show here and we'll come back and finish it. All right. Uh, my last question is, does erasing cookies and browsing history reset your algorithm so you can like start from scratch again and build it a completely different way? Okay. Um, that sounds like an interesting question. We will come right back to it after my girl takes us on out of here. Reminders for the show. All show notes can be found at wbpluginsatoz.com. And while you're there, subscribe to the newsletter for more useful information delivered directly to your inbox. WP Plugins A to Z is a show that offers honest and unbiased reviews of plugins created by developers because you support the show. Help keep the show honest and unbiased by going to wppluginsatoz.com slash donate and set the donation level that fits your budget. Help us make the show better for you by subscribing and reviewing the show at Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and in the iTunes Store. You can also leave us a review on our Facebook page using wppluginsatoz.com slash Facebook. You can also watch the show live on YouTube, check out the screencasts and training videos, and remember to subscribe and hit the bell to get notifications of all new videos. Follow the show on Twitter at wppluginsatoz.com. John can also be reached at his website, johnoverall.com, or email him directly, john at wppro.ca. Thanks for joining us, and have a great day. Thanks for listening to the show. This show is copyrighted by johnoverall.com. So until next time, have yourselves a good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you happen to be out there on the globe today.